there welcome yet again to shrinkology this is your host sonal padiwala today i'm going to talk about something extremely extremely personal with the hope that i reach out to that one person who is doing the same that i was doing and would embark on the path of a journey of healing themselves managing their symptoms acknowledging what is it that they need to acknowledge I bring to you today a simple statement get hold of panic I got up trembling and shaking in the middle of the night heart beating faster abdominal muscles tight chest choked the predominant fear was feeling tremendous fear of losing my way and lost on a road not knowing where to go a terrible terrible fear of being totally out of control seemed to fill my body The scare was created by this dream of losing my way abandoned by my spouse and it put me in simultaneous freeze and frantic actions of begging strangers on the road to lend me their phone as i could remember only one phone number i got up in the night and took deep breaths i had the sinking feeling in my gut everything looked so so unreal What I describe above is a panic attack. It lasted for about 15 minutes. Although which part was in sleep and which while awake, it was tough to decipher. I had recently had one more jaw-clenching, raging episode. I had made a huge mistake and I knew it that I had erred grossly. I felt I wouldn't be able to get out of it. I felt trapped. That feeling of being trapped is what brought on the excruciating experience that took over the body for a while. And I seemed to have no control over it until it subsided. I found myself going completely silent on those days when I had the outbreak. I felt drained and empty and listless. I had seen my mother have these seizure-like spasmodic episodes. She was extremely upset about a death she heard about or a destructive scenario she witnessed when our kitchen was aflame in fire once. It was on that night I accepted I indeed have been experiencing panic attacks intermittently from the time I was 18 to now. I do go out when required, but I am a homebody. If I can avoid going out, I do so. gladly online work writing blogs appeals to me for they do not require me to go outside am i agoraphobic not really i don't exactly resist going out but i do enjoy my own company and staying indoors my work encourages this lifestyle has this lifestyle been designed specially by me to cope with my hitherto unacknowledged condition quite likely i had semi vision from age 18 to 38 till i started wearing contact lenses but by then a lot had happened in the life that can be safely categorized as extreme trauma and situations where loss of control was a governing element being a psychologist i was vaguely aware of my episodes but i chose denial life was so busy that to sit down and to tend to person's spaces became well nigh a luxury The avoidant lifestyle did keep the symptoms sporadic and episodes intermittent. 
and they happened i told no one i simply tidied them out all by myself in march 2020 a breakdown caused me to stand upright and take note and let go of the denial the frequency of episodes was increasing fears rising derealization moments scared me deeply i thought i'll sleep and i'll never get up in the morning there began the process of understanding and managing this makes me wonder if i as a counselor may be presented with such a shattering experience and still not reach out to counseling service myself what may i say to the person next door i examined deeply my resistance i found it in my early adulthood counseling experiences when i deeply shared various issues there was only advice offered by the consulting persons i had not explored further in the rough and tumble of life had i persisted i could have resolved this earlier the listening the compassion the processing may have brought insights in fact i felt inadequate at not being able to cope with the new marital status interfaith marital challenges personal vision limitations and financial issues though the fees were a mere 40 rupees a session i felt less and less inclined to open up some places it was 40 a session some places it was 50 a session we are talking 1990s guys in india this could be the scenario with anyone so as a counselor i offer you education of various disorders information of various dynamics and appeal for restructuring of your inner landscape Ultimately it is the individual that brings about the turnaround and the breakthrough. What is a panic attack and panic disorder? As I have described my personal experience, panic attack is an episode of extreme fear, panic and dread that lasts for a duration of 10 minutes to few hours. The overwhelm may continue for few hours to days thereafter given the intensity of the onset, duration and symptoms. Some people experience a panic attack once or twice in the lifetime while facing an extremely stressful situation like facing a medical diagnostic procedure of CT MRI scans a crucial job interview or presentation for some it is a recurrent situation these require immediate intervention before it escalates into a panic disorder according to DSM-5 minimum of 4 of the below mentioned symptoms may qualify as panic attack The symptoms include chest pain, palpitations, hot flushes, dizziness, tingling in fingers, excessive sweating, abdominal unrest, depersonalization or derealization, the feeling of being out of the body or sometimes cut off from the body world, fear of dying, fear of losing control of mind and thoughts. Many anxiety related symptoms do overlap with these symptoms. It is always advisable to get them checked with a qualified psychiatrist. What is a panic disorder? When the frequency of panic attack increases, recur closer in time frame and the fear of having an attack episode creates a limited existence due to avoidance coping. It brings in the diagnosis of panic disorder. Here the coping mechanism may be avoidance and it escalates into a person totally avoiding other places people activities creating isolation loneliness alienation further intensifying the situation this isolation takes away from the social environment 
and the opportunity to endless mental support is lost. For example, agoraphobia may cause an extreme resistance to leaving one's house or sometimes room to avoid the feeling of panic. Claustrophobia or fear of being in enclosed spaces may ruin many an intimate romantic tete-a-tete or a person may turn down office discussion, rendering him or her an ineffective team member. Types of panic attacks and causes There are these are two fuzzy, unpredictable zones. Broadly, we can classify panic attacks into two categories. However, the onset remains unpredictable, making the symptoms all the more palpable and taking the person in an uncomfortable territory of not knowing what to expect and when to expect, rendering the person in an avoidance zone of wide range of triggers, however remote. Panic attacks have two categories, cued, the trigger is known to the person, for example, fear of flying, fear of water, fear of enclosed spaces, fear of certain animals, fear of diagnostic procedure. Exposure to these can create an intense episode of panic. It impacts the reason and rational behavior of the person when put in the very situation they fear intensely. Uncued, unspecified. Here the clear triggers are not known. The onset is sudden and without warning, often occurring out of nowhere. This can occur in sleep like it happened for me. Out of various stimuli present, it does become a task to arrive at the exact precursor of the episode. This variety adds to the already existing perception of danger and fear, leading to intense anxiety and subsequent depression due to learned helplessness. The inability to predict or control aggravates the whole condition. One might wonder at the causes. Research has not been able to again give exact causes of panic attacks. However, some factors are cited as causative links. Age. The origins of panic attacks can be traced to childhood patterns and onset to at early adulthood. These generally go unattended unless very severe symptoms necessitate an intervention, refusal to go out of the house, perhaps, or vigilant forces like alert family members are around the person, which results in examining unusual behaviors. Mostly these are labeled strange or overreactions, strange or overreactions of the person and discarded. Gender. Women are more prone to panic attacks compared to men, according to recent research. I guess the fairer sex gender goes through lots and lots of anxiety in certain cultures. But yes, women are more prone to panic attacks. Family. If a family member models this form of coping, a child is likely to pick it up through observation. However, no clear causation has been established. For we really don't know why a particular child may pick up this form of coping and why another won't in the same family. Genetic If anxiety disorders run in the family, the offspring is born with a labile nervous system. These systems are then more susceptible to a wide range of anxiety symptoms. A mother with a low vagal tone may pass it on to the newborn baby. Abuse 
if there is a history of physical sexual extreme emotional abuse there is a strong reason for the person to develop fearful onset of anticipatory anxiety during exposure to the fearful stimuli and inability to escape the exposure trauma extreme traumatic incident like an accident a catastrophe or calamity may bring in fears and symptoms leading to panic before we go further i would like you to really sit down and see if you or one of your close family members have any of the symptoms and let's try to comprehend this particular story let's understand the role of vagus nerve we are biological beings let's find out what's happening with us biologically when we are in the throes of extreme panic what happens during panic attack is a feeling of extreme fear the nervous system perceives a threat the vagus nerve that is our surveillance mechanism from evolutionary time gets the cue that the body needs to be activated to cope with the threat to survival hence the heart rate rises cut clenches hot flushes begin this is the activated fight or flight The nervous system here has a message there's danger there's threat we might not survive vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve the longest nerve which begins at the brain stem facial jaw muscles connecting important organs like heart lungs right until the abdominal system vagus nerve is part of our parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system vagal tone is a biological process that indicates activity of parasympathetic nervous system It directly affects the heart rate, breathing pattern and abdominal relaxation. Stimulating the vagal nerve creates a high vagal tone, activates parasympathetic nervous system, communicating to the body that it can rest and relax. It picks up cues from environment that processes them for any potential threat and relays to all these organs. From the wide range of cues we may never know which related cue creates in our surveillance system a message that it needs to activate. In panic attacks episodes more and more related stimuli in environment present a threat to survival and the fight flight kicks in in the extreme circumstances anti anxiety antidepressants benzodiazepines create a sedative effect and calms the nervous system down they are highly effective in supporting immediate intervention psychological intervention then must focus on creating tools that will communicate effectively to the nervous system calm down the perceived threat is not dangerous it does not have to activate so far we are in control let's look at the intervention then how do we do that medication as discussed about for immediate symptom alleviation medication may be necessary in extreme situations at times immediate medical intervention may not be available in that case here are a few steps one can take and inform others present on the scene to take in case one is unable to administer it on self in my case i used it judiciously as i was aware yet denied panic symptoms but knew how to calm them i spike application to wrist cheeks heart exposure to cold activates the vagal nerve pathway sending signals to parasympathetic nervous system for creating rest and relax mode thereby reducing fight and flight of sympathetic nervous system Cheeks have a trigeminal nerve connection that communicates message of calm and tranquility to our central nervous system. The temporomandibular jaw network stores our stress and trauma. Application of ice pack releases the calm and tranquility message. Touch. 
Hold your hands in embrace. Caress both hands with tenderness from elbow to arm. To make it more clear, I am creating few IGTV videos. Kindly, kindly connect there to actually see a demo of this. Put your hand on the heart and gently move it in assurance. Do the same for your belly muscles. If you have supportive family members, ask them to massage your back gently. Tenderly stroke the brainstem region with nails. Gently do outward strokes covering entire back. If nails do not appear, use a gentle edged crystal, fork or crochet needle. Touch is a pre-verbal language of assurance ever since evolutionary times for our nervous system. It works on the deepest level in the quickest way. Self-coping statements Panic is a spiral of fear that makes you feel out of control. Few coping statements that can offer the labile, activated nervous system enough assurance are I can handle this. There is no danger here. This is not an emergency. I am okay. I will breathe and this will pass soon. This happened before. I got through. I will do so again. Change the vocabulary. Use the word episode to refer to brief events of panic states. The message you are to offer is of reassurance, control and temporary nature of the situation. Breathing Enough research has been put forth on benefits of slow breathing. In case of panic attacks, we need to do it frequently as part of lifestyle, not only during the episode. Make it a point to breathe slow and deep every two hours of your life. It costs nothing. If you train your body in deep, slow rhythmic breathing every two hours, during panic episodes it will establish balance faster. For every nervous system understands the message of calm breathing. Let's say that again. Every nervous system understands the message of calm breathing. Slow breathing is known to stimulate the vagal nerve thereby creating rest modes for our body. Stretching This can be a regular practice. It can be a practice during the throes of panic. Depending on your symptomatic state, you can incorporate few stretching routines that make you feel in the body. The feeling of depersonalization or surrealness creates a disconnect. When you stretch the body and feel it, the muscles relax and awareness returns to the body. Central nervous system has immense gratitude for the connect back. The stretching provides loving attention to every muscle and ligament. When you do it with slow rhythm and full intense stretch, the derealization retracts. It stimulates the vagal nerve, creating rest and relaxation for all the organs, right from heart, lung to abdomen. Progressive relaxation. Bringing awareness to every part of the body, tightening muscles for few seconds and relaxing them. We start from toes, feet, calf muscles, thigh muscles, buttocks, pelvic floor, abdominal muscles, back, chest, shoulders, facial muscles. We focus on each muscle group and relaxing each. We add in mental cue words like calm, chill, relax, slow down. These exercises again stimulate the vagal nerve and bring in rest and digest response. These were in the moment intervention. We can do much in between the episodes to reduce the intensity of the next episode or at least manage the condition in a healthy way. 
what makes us feel i am in control which forms the crucial mitigating factor in panic state managing the symptoms reality check the first step is to take a reality check rule out any and every medical condition that you may need to attend to an echocardiogram blood pressure levels diabetes any other blood condition or medication that aggravates or contributes to your panic state needs to be undertaken it may support in getting adequate medical intervention if there are health issues and it will tell you where you stand when you next have a panic symptom it will support discernment and cognitive we offer you ways to counter the panic if tests rule out any cardiac conditions acknowledge the condition sit down and tell yourself i have panic episodes words have a frequency use words with positive or neutral connotation it is a condition i have to learn to manage it doesn't mean i am abnormal in any way once i accepted and dropped the denial the breakthrough began for me educate yourself and reflect talk to your doctor and ask about your medical situations meet a mental health worker and find out all about your panic situation after each episode instead of feeling ashamed for losing control or behaving in unnatural way reflect reflect on questions that may narrow down your cues and give you indications of potential triggers ask what happened just before i had the episode what was my food intake around that time who did i meet or talk to what topic was stressful for me can i connect with something i did in the whole day that brought this on journal it in peaceful times don't pressure the answers they will flow when you are relaxed note them carefully and see if you find connectors endless support if we have allergies we openly tell others whom we go visiting and ensure that no contact with allergens happen do we do that for our panic states instead we alienate or avoid out of shame A good plan would mean sharing with your host cues that may cause you anxiety and let them know your self-care routines. For example, loud sounds like alarms, music hurt my equilibrium. Can I have room that is far away from the main rooms? Or simply, can I have an ice pack? Should I run into any episodes? You don't have to be graphic and extensive. Just few adjustments for comfort, assertively and emphatically. It is a self-care routine, nothing more. Seek from family the touch that reassures. If they are not keen for massage, arrange for spas and regular massage at professional spaces for rejuvenation. Regulate regularly. Panic episodes are characterized by irregularity that makes them so exhausting and painful. We prefer medication for the value of bite, pop it, done. Regulatory actions require consistent efforts on a person's part. repeat regulatory actions require consistent effort on a person's part breathing cannot be initiated during shaky times cultivate a two hourly breathing rhythm till it is your body's second language stretching routine protects against derealization and keeps the body awareness a coping language creates empowerment saying these words frequently would cost effort but no money incorporate touch and journal writing to know your conditions potential cues mindful attention yields answers to your panic story without resistance and fear investigate in calmer moments that moment of awareness when you take charge of restructuring your mental landscape despite the circumstances 
your journey of loving self begins take charge i have shared this journey in the hope that you recognize the panic symptoms if you have been having or support a loved one who has been displaying these efforts and suffering silently hold their hand let them know there is a way out to navigate i would once again reiterate i would love to hear your stories this podcasts are basically created as a resource library for you to refer again and again hand it over to somebody who needs this kind of support i'll see you again next week thank you so much for your time and attention it has been lovely talking about this whole thing love you guys see you again